What's up, everybody? I am Wyatt, and welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. Today in the show, we're going to be talking about The Killer, directed by David Fincher. If you haven't already, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews. Also, wherever you get your podcast, drop in and leave us a good review there as well. So, for those who don't know, The Killer dropped over the weekend on Netflix as part of David Fincher's Netflix deal. Haven't really gotten to check out a lot of his most recent stuff. I know he has that movie with Gary Oldman that came out a little while ago, and he's part of that Mindhunter show that was on Netflix as well. I had did hear that was a really good show. Fortunately, I just have a huge backlog of TV shows I just haven't gotten to catch up on, and that is in the middle of them somewhere. I am a fan of some of David Fincher's work, though. I'm not a huge diehard fan. You know, he is one of those directors that has, like, huge followings and huge diehard fans that just love absolutely everything that he comes out with. Um, I like a couple of movies here and there. I'm not a huge diehard fan by any means, though. I I really enjoy Fight Club, Seven, Zodiac. Gone Girl was okay. It's one of those movies that like I, I'm good with watching once, but it was decent. It was one of those movies that kind of leaves you pissed off by the end. He just has that certain style about him and, and everything that he does. And of course, that continues in this one. This is one stylistic, great looking movie. I mean, the cinematography is absolutely fantastic. He, he really continues to kind of improve upon himself as far as visuals in his, in his films and his movies and everything. This movie does star Michael Fassbender as the title character of The Killer. Uh, Tilda Swinton is also in the movie as well and those are really the only two people I'm going to really mention because those are the only two that really stand out above everybody else in the movie Uh, every character in this movie much like the whole movie itself is just completely shallow and devoid of really any depth whatsoever and I'm sorry to say this I didn't like this movie I really didn't I mean based off the trailer that came out a couple months ago I was actually looking forward to this like I mentioned I haven't really got to see a lot of David Fincher's movies as of late so I was looking forward to this you know David Fincher's directing a stylistic you know hitman type movie I'm in let's go I'm lock me in I'm down but man after watching this I was really disappointed if I would have paid money to go to a theater to see this I would have been disappointed. I would have been kind of mad I paid like $10 to go see this. Uh, This is definitely a movie I can see why they they went to streaming with this. Um, I'm not sure if it's got a limited theatrical release or not. I really hope not because it definitely doesn't deserve it. I mean, the basic story of the film is something we've seen a million times before, you know, across Hitman movies or action movies or revenge movies because that's it's really all three of those tied into one. And it sounds exciting, but it really just turns into a boring affair. Through the first 10 or 15 minutes or so of this movie, you really get to see what this character is about, how his brain works. He's talking about what it takes to kind of be a hitman. Um, He's kind of really talking himself up. Like he's been doing this for years and years and years. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's so precise. He has this mantra that he repeats throughout the whole damn movie every single time that he's going to hunt or track someone down. But you really get to kind of see inside of the mind of this dude and see what his process is of kind of waiting out a target and or preparing for a target to take out a target. And that is, it is pretty interesting. I know a lot of people were kind of bitching about his narration throughout the movie. If you didn't have that, it would be even more of a slog and even more boring than it already is. Um, if anything, I think it kind of needed some more narration throughout the whole thing because you have some narration for a while and then there's just these huge long stretches of just nothing while he's going around casing the joint or just looking around different places or preparing for to, you know, track someone down. There's just these huge pauses in between these narrations where it's like, I feel like you kind of could have kept up with that. You could have had him provide more details because there's certain spots in the movie that you're kind of just left guessing for yourself like, oh, 
this is where he's at. Or, oh, this is where he's going. This is what he's doing. This movie doesn't really have a good job of explaining what's happening at any given moment. And that's not surprising because the movie isn't really well written at all. I mean, certain parts of the movie, as far as dialogue, is written pretty well. But the whole, like, broad scale and scope of the movie as a whole is just very minimal, very bare bones, and just lacks any sort of depth whatsoever. And it's it's stuff we've seen a million times before. So the basic story of the movie is Michael Fassbender is this hitman. He's on the job at the very beginning beginning he's about to take out this target and unfortunately something happens and he misses which the whole rest of the movie is just him dealing with the consequences of this one miss at the very beginning and because he missed the target people decide to come after him so while he's on the run after failing this hit he decides to go home of all places and even later they're just like why the fuck would you go home after a failed hit like you're a hitman you're supposed to be thinking this all through and that's really a big thing about this movie because he really is so super self-assured and cocky like he knows he's been through this a million times but the whole movie is just him constantly fucking up like he's so sure of himself he has this plan stick to the plan don't improvise he's, he's always saying this through the course of the whole thing and he's so sure of himself and he, he even he doesn't go as far as calling himself a genius he even says he's not a genius but he's super smart you have to know what you're doing if you're a hitman but through the course of this movie he's constantly making some bad decisions you know he's constantly proving himself wrong from the beginning of the movie which i guess is kind of the point that he's he's letting things get too personal because that was one of the things also is you can't you can't take anything personally. You can't have any emotion or empathy behind any of these decisions that he's making. But of course, as a human, you're going to. And I think they could have leaned into this a little bit more because Michael Fassbender, as a hitman, you know, with no empathy, he doesn't really have any emotion throughout the, the course of damn near the whole movie. So it's it's hard to convey any, any sort of feelings that he may be having. And they didn't really do much to help him in that sort of way as well. But back to the story because he failed this hit they end up coming after him they send hitmen after him he ends up going home for some weird reason after, while he was on the run and what he gets there too late and his girlfriend i guess or wife you don't really ever find out she ends up getting put in the hospital because the hitmen go to his house before he gets there and end up really fucking her up they didn't kill her for some reason they left her alive and for some reason i don't know if they expect you to care about this woman that you didn't even knew existed until this scene happened and that you only see one other time again but I guess this is all just to set forth the rest of the movie because the rest of the movie just turns into a revenge movie he decides to go after the two assassins that came to his house and, and fucked up his girlfriend or wife whatever and once he goes and, and hunts them down then he finds out who sent them so he goes and hunts him that person down so if that sounds very bare bones and straightforward that's exactly what it is there is really no twists no turns there's no adverting expectations there's no zigging when you're expecting it to zag this movie just doesn't really have any tension or suspense whatsoever which is something that we are really expecting from a david fincher movie am i right i mean most of his other movies are tension filled and suspense filled and everything it's like this movie doesn't have any of that there's no depth to this movie whatsoever or any of these characters you don't care about a single character in this movie whatsoever because bef most of them, before you know it, they're gone and you never have to see them again in the movie. I mean, there's a couple decent 
set pieces of the movie. I mean, the when he's escaping after the the failed miss at the beginning, where he's driving around through the streets, kind of reminded me of Drive in a way with Ryan Gosling, where he's getting away from the cops, just not as cool. He's just on like a little Vespa or whatever. And the other scene in the movie is one that a lot of people are talking about is the the fight scene with the Florida guy. And I mean, that's probably one of the most entertaining aspects of the movie is like this five minute fight sequence that goes throughout this whole house. And it is pretty decent. It is fine. It, it just doesn't do anything that we haven't seen before as far as fight scenes go. And, I, and I, am I crazy or did anybody else notice this, at the, especially at the beginning of the fight scene when they, they first start? It looks like the, the it's sped up like it doesn't look natural. It looks like the fight is sped up to make it look like it's going faster. I, I'm not sure if that was a, on purpose or if it was just my eyes deceiving me. Let me know in the comments if you thought that as well, because it looked like it was just purposely sped up to make it look like it was going faster. And then the rest of the fight looked fine. A lot of people are really talking about it, it's blowing people's minds. It was like it, this isn't a fight like any fight scene we haven't seen before. And other than that, there's really not much that sticks out in this movie as a whole. I mean, the things that I did like about it was seeing the process of what a hitman would do in certain situations. Like he's, he needs a gadget. He goes on Amazon and buys it and has it delivered to one of those Amazon lockers and goes, picks it up or whatever. He goes to McDonald's to eat because it has the most locations everywhere. And it's going to be harder to track him down. You know, when you actually get to see some of the precautions that a hitman would take or some of the steps that they would have to take to go through a hit or track down someone, it is pretty cool. But whenever you're just kind of sitting there, just outside of someone's house watching them for how long or just walking around casing a place. There's so many scenes of him just walking around and just, or just waiting. And it's just, it's, it's just not entertaining. I mean, everything else in the movie is not entertaining, but then you add a lot of scenes of just nothing on top of it. And it's just really makes for a slog. You make a two hour long movie feel like two and a half hours, three hours long. Like I was, it was hard not to just hop on my phone during this movie and you know that's a sign of a bad movie when you have to when you have to pick up your phone because you're getting bored and like I mentioned earlier one of the only things that sticks out in the movie is Tilda Swinton's character and she's really only in the last half hour of the movie in the third act and she's only in it for like maybe 10 minutes um, but her one character actually was one of the most entertaining like she actually she was charismatic in it and I was actually hoping that there was going to be some sort of twist with her character in some way. I mean, she's the last person that he really meets and he ends up confronting her in like this bar and she keeps talking to the waiters off and on. And because she is also a hit man, hit woman, sorry, she you would think that maybe there's some some types of code or she has some type of plan hidden up her sleeve. Like maybe she was expecting him to come. Nope, none of that. I mean, you. whenever they're walking outside, she trips and falls and he ends up killing her anyway. You find out she had a knife. She was going to try to kill him. But I was expecting that to happen. Like you, you were kind of hoping for something like that to happen, some form of excitement to happen, because since that the Florida guy fight, there really wasn't much happening up until that point. So you're expecting some form of trouble, like maybe she stabs him or gets the one up on him and wounds him. But there really is no stakes in this movie at all. I mean, they beat up his girlfriend, which makes him go on this revenge thing. But he doesn't really come into any sort of trouble whatsoever at that late throughout the rest of the movie whatsoever. Like he gets his ass kicked by the Florida guy, but he still comes up. He still wins in the end. But from there on out, he doesn't really face any other adversities. He finds Tilda Swinton's character has a I would say probably one of the best scenes in the movie of their little sit down 
one-way conversation because he does, he barely fucking talks to anybody that he come confronts in the movie. It was all pretty much all Tilda Swinton running that show. And she's fucking fantastic, like pretty much anything else that she's in. And then he goes after the person that sent the assassins in the first place. And it just all has this very slow, drawn out build up to the very end. The climax of this movie, he he confronts the person that sent those assassins to his house. And you find out the person didn't really know what was happening at all. You know, this guy was the guy that sent the original hit on the target at the beginning of the movie, that movie that Michael Fassbender missed. And because he missed the the hitman service offered him insurance an insurance policy which the guy just unknowingly took because he didn't know what was going to happen and that insurance policy is going out and killing the hitman that missed to make sure it covers all their bases covers all their tracks this dude didn't even know what was going to happen he's just like yeah fine go ahead i'll pay the extra money to do that whatever and he tells Michael Fassbender all of this and Michael Fassbender is just like oh okay just hope i don't have to come back and see you again sometime and it was like, what was, what was, what was all this? What was all this for? Like, I understand, like, like he got caught on CCTV, and he got, like, he got caught on the security cameras going into the building and everything. But like, he was making poor decisions throughout the course of this whole movie. That could have just been one of them as well. And then he just decides to leave. He does have this line in the movie about like, the wealthier you are, the harder it is to get away with a, a murder. And it was like, okay. Well, the guy that you were going to kill at the very beginning of the movie obviously was pretty wealthy the way that he was living in, in, in Paris, I believe it was. And he has this huge luxury apartment and everything. So you were going after that that wealthy rich guy. But this wealthy rich guy at the very end of the movie that you went after that that sent the hit on you and and everything, you're just that's it. Just because he had he didn't really know what he was doing. You're just going to give up and then you're just going to leave and that's going to be the end of the movie. It was just super anticlimactic, especially where earlier in the movie, this Michael Fassbender is just killing dudes for not really having anything to do with this. I mean, he killed a taxi driver who unknowingly took the assassins to his place. That's all he dude didn't even know who they were. Dude was just driving a taxi, worked for a taxi company. These hitmen get in. He doesn't even know they're hitmen. They pay him to take them to a location. He goes out and pretty much beats his girlfriend half to death, I um, I assume, and then just get in the taxi, he drives them off to the airport and they get out. The taxi driver didn't know they were hitmen. He didn't know what they were doing. So Michael Fassbender just kills this innocent dude who unknowingly sent the hitmen to his house, but you're going to let this rich guy go because he's rich? Because it's harder to get away with? Like, you're an assassin, dude. Like, why wouldn't you take him out? Like, you had the means to do it. Why didn't you do it? Just because he un unknowingly did it? It's like, all this just doesn't add up. And maybe that's just part of the poor decision-making that Michael Fassbender has in the movie. Or maybe it's just because he realized that he wasn't going to get away with it. Or maybe he realized how far he went. Maybe it's just something I didn't pick up on throughout the movie and maybe and if you guys have a better explanation for that definitely leave it in the comments especially if you like this movie leave leave me a comment about what you liked about it because i'm very curious um i was going on reddit trying to figure out what the fuck people liked about this movie now i'm not gonna go as far to say that i hated the movie by any means i didn't hate it it was just dreadfully boring and dreadfully slow with zero substance whatsoever i mean it did look good though I mean, like I mentioned, David Fincher has a way about him and has a certain style to all of his movies. It looked absolutely great. A lot of these shots were fantastic. It was a great looking movie. 
But as far as a movie goes itself, it just wasn't entertaining. And when you sit through a two hour movie and you're and you haven't been entertained much, you know, it, it's saying something. And another thing I wasn't really super impressed with was the score of the movie. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score for this one. I believe they were also involved with the, the girl with the dragon tattoo score as well. Uh, maybe in some other Fincher movies or stuff as well i'm not entirely sure uh but i was really expecting more out of that in this movie i mean there was a couple different pieces of the of music in there that were decent but overall it just wasn't impressive nothing memorable and that's that's really the whole movie in a nutshell is just not memorable it's not like a lot of other fincher stuff where it sticks in your head like oh i remember this scene from zodiac i remember this scene from from fight club or seven or or even fucking benjamin button i i've only seen that movie once and i still remember scenes from ben benjamin button where it's like this movie it's hard to remember what happened to it a day after i watched it let alone how many years after watching it like this movie there's not really anything that's memorable or it's going to stick with you about this movie whatsoever feel like what you had was there they just didn't really reach their full potential with it i mean you have a movie that's led by michael fassbender who's a fantastic actor and it does show through a lot of certain scenes in this movie but it doesn't reach peak potential with him. I mean, he's he acts like a robot for a majority of the time. I mean, he is a hitman with supposed to be no empathy. Uh, so, and it's just hard to convey any depth with him. But I feel like you kind of could have went even further with Michael Fassbender at certain points. Like, I feel like th there's a lot more potential you could have went with him as a character. And I'm, and that's just the, the whole movie as well is there's there's so much potential that's there. I can see it. But for some reason, they just didn't go after it. They didn't take any risks with this movie. This is by far probably David Fincher's safest movie out of everything. And maybe that's just a product of working with Netflix. I don't know, because it seems like a lot. Everything that comes out of Netflix is just very safe. And I mean, that's really why I try to stay away from a lot of Netflix stuff, unless it's something that really draws my eye like this one. Normally, we're not used to seeing that sort of thing with David Fincher. Now, in a Hitman movie like this, you do expect some kills. There are some kills in there, some kills in there. Um, I mean, he has one main target at the beginning of the movie. The rest is just him going out and handling business, tracking Hitman and Hitwoman down. And... Um, the kills are okay. They're kind of creative. It's interesting to see the process that he, that him as a hitman goes through to take out certain people or set up some of these kills. It's kind of interesting, but as far as the kills themselves, they're just very lackluster to me. Um, and and even the, the the setup and the kills themselves is just very drawn out and and very boring, like the rest of the movie. But yeah, I was very disappointed with this movie. I was really expecting it to be something special. Unfortunately, it is not. This is one aspect of where the trailer is is way better than the actual movie itself. And I hate to say that, man, especially about an accomplished director like David Fincher, man. You hate to see something like this happen. And I mean, I know a lot of people were talking about it. I mean, it's it's definitely getting a lot of buzz out there. Apparently, a lot, of, a lot of people are liking it. A lot of people are liking it. So I mean, more power to you if you did like it. I'm congrats. I'm glad you did. Unfortunately, I am not one of those that that liked it at all. Um, I didn't hate it by any means, but it was definitely not my cup of tea. Normally, I do it like a buy it, rent it, or miss it. But since this is on Netflix, you can really only just rent it or or miss it. Um, I'm gonna give it a full miss it, man. I don't recommend going out and checking this movie out at all. Uh, you're really not missing anything if you don't check this one out. Even though it's a movie by David Fincher, I, I cannot recommend this movie at 
oh, this was a slog to get through. Doesn't really have any redeeming qualities other than just really looking good, but that's just a product of being a David Fincher movie. Had some okay performances throughout. The music was okay. Could have This movie just could have been a lot better all around. I, I They could have really went back to the drawing board and kind of had a couple more rewrites on the script for this one. Could have did a lot more with the score. Um, I don't know. It was just very disappointing all around. And I'm sorry to say that, but because I, I know a lot of people are going out and praising this one so far, but can't do it. Sorry about it. Can't do it. But yeah, that is the review for this week. If you haven't already, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews. Also, wherever you get your podcast, drop in and leave us a good review there as well. And we'll see everybody next week. Mm-hmm.